Welcome to Two Travel Dads Podcast. Here we share our favorite destinations, travel tips, stories from our adventures, and bring on awesome guests to share insights into their travelsome lives. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out our detailed show notes at twotraveldads.com slash podcast dash episodes. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Two Travel Dads Podcast. I am Rob, and we are so lucky to have one of our favorite repeat guests back. Kelly, hey. Hi, how's it going? Oh, you know, lovely. Um, I think last time that we recorded a podcast together, we talked about best buddy travel and how much we value that and how all the good it does for us. And we're the luckiest. We got to do another trip together. I know. It was fantastic, as usual. So I think we should just talk about that and talk about the fun we had and what we kind of saw and kind of what we learned about we went to Arizona uh, in December, which was shocking, uh, very cold. But no people, and that was really nice. No offense, people, but, um, (laughs) you know, we travel and there's no lines, no waiting. The staff is happy to to be there and happy that you're there because you know if you're not there they don't make any money and we've all we've worked in hospitality so we know that to be true um but yeah it was great because it's a when it starts to get a little chillier and so um and the kids are back in school so i would highly recommend going this time of year long way to say that yeah no i i fully agree especially so for our arizona trip what we did was we met in phoenix because i mean that's where you start. If you're flying from anywhere, that's easy to get to. And there's a new route from Jacksonville to Phoenix. So for me, it's a one-stop shop, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, how was your flight home? Um, It was delayed. No, I was late. Came in late. We had um, been in the bar area in Phoenix. So I was ready to just kind of take a nap. So got on the plane and then it was delayed, delayed, delayed. And so I missed my connection to Maine by 10 minutes, unfortunately, at midnight in Newark, New Jersey. And um, so not much was available. And uh, I mean, Newark's huge. So there's plenty of people still out and about to answer questions and stuff. But I was totally ready to go to bed. (laughs) And um, so I found myself um, needing to find a hotel and a way to get to the hotel and then obviously book another flight for the following day. So did they um, take care of that for you? No, nothing was taken care of for me. United. um, Oh, United. That's why. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, yeah, I think United used to be a lot better, but my experience this time was, was low, (laughs) but um, I think they are going to reimburse me for the hotel. Hopefully the taxi, I know there's a shuttle that I could have taken, but it was getting close to 1 a.m. And my body just will fall on the ground and fall asleep, I feel like, if I get much past midnight. So I was like, let's just get a taxi. And I got totally, be aware of taxis. They're, the, the taxi drivers I've had in the last year on our travels have been scary, actually. Um, so it was $40 to go maybe five minutes. Oh. And I was just going to do it. I know there was a shuttle I could have found, but it was like a gate A, B, and you have to take a tram. And I was just not, I wasn't feeling it. So I was like, fine, I'll just get a taxi. How bad can it be? That guy had a very scary attitude, just bad, like growling at me almost. And then 
at the end of my five minute drive for $40, he asked if he could have a tip too. And I gave him a dollar because huh. in Boston and I didn't tip the guy, he got violent with me and scared me. And it was late at night and I was, I was scared. So just a, just a little note there. I'm a, I'm a strong person and I don't think that I'm going to get hurt or attacked. Um, but I think if you're not, if you're not kind of, you know, in your, in your strength, when you're traveling, um, you can feel extra vulnerable. So I would just say for taxi drivers, cause I think they're, they're aggro because there's Uber now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but that was my last two experiences. That's so. interesting. And that's not where I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were just going to say, I got delayed and missed my flight and had to rebook. But wow, that's the whole side of the story. I hadn't had yet. That's fascinating. <laughs> TMI, maybe you can edit it out. But um, <laughs> No, just, I mean, that's, we're talking about travel that's happening. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you know, we had bad luck. Like in January when we went to Hawaii and came home, remember it was the day that the FAA computers had that like ransomware thing. And then we got grounded in LA and we missed that. And we had to sleep overnight on the floor. Yeah. There's some of that involved in travel and we don't really, (laughs) but I think we should because it's the reality of, of, you know, traveling nowadays as, as it is a little less expensive. I think that's great. I think travel has become more accessible. Um, There's more carriers and so they have more competition. So the prices are, more affordable especially if you can plan like three to four months out i find that is helpful um but yeah so that's interesting yeah well thank goodness we had a wonderful week beforehand yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah so um back to where i was going with that was that we (laughs) we both flew into phoenix and it was delightful to get to see each other there and i did a little grocery shop beforehand so we had yummy snacks um and then we headed to the grand canyon which was marvelous. And I think you said you'd been to the Grand Canyon such a long, long time ago, like 20 plus years ago. And that was last time I was there too. Yeah, no, and it was barely a visit. It was just a stop off at the edge for a minute um, compared to what we did where we stopped off at every single pull off point of the Southern Rim of the Grand Canyon, if I'm not I'm not mistaken. Every single viewpoint on the <laughs> South Rim from one end of the national park to the other, we hit every single one, including little ones that were just like pullovers. We absolutely knocked it out of the park. And I feel like there was enough variation between each viewpoint that it was completely worth it to stop at each Well, let me just backtrack just a tiny bit here and say, so you pick me up from the airport in the favorite <laughs> rental car that we get every time no matter where we are no matter the temperature standard rental car (laughs) the ford mustang convertible baby it was super fun um and then you hand me my that has really become our standard (laughs) oh yeah i'm really grateful because i love convertibles and we've learned that you can just roll up the windows and turn on the heat a little bit not all the time for all (laughs) the people losing their minds out there our husbands included don't ever do that um, we are, we're such rebels, aren't we? Yeah, we are. <laughs> so I get my itinerary and it has an envelope with it. And the itinerary literally goes, it's small. What is the font? 10. And it's from top to bottom on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day that we're together, which I love. And I have to put it out there as someone in wellness for um, people who are nervous to travel uh, I know a lot of people are just getting back into travel. Make a very tight itinerary. It makes you feel safe. It makes you feel like you're maximizing your time and your money. 
And I love that Rob takes care of that because I'm a good flower. And as you can tell by these podcasts, I get off on a tangent and he's got to rein me in. I'm like that with a ring too. So it's really helpful when you have that almost minute to minute itinerary. And then on this one, I tried to be a little bit more loose than normal. No, I, I think (laughs) together you, we, you have loosened up a little bit because I need to go a little slower and and take some rest breaks and also sit and actually absorb the energy of an area as well. (laughs) Um, Which you do when you're hiking around too. But if you actually just sit and listen sometimes, which we did get some time to do, it's, it's even more, uh, you can get more out of it, I think. So anyway, so we got together in Phoenix and we headed north towards the Grand Canyon where, as you said, there was very few people and that was amazing. Um, on the way, we had those fun stops. That's one of the things I like about road trips in the Southwest is that there's 10 million stops you can choose to make and most of them are totally worthwhile. So what was the first one that we stopped at was Montezuma's Castle National Monument. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Super cool. How old was it? It was like 1039. Yeah, like a thousand year old settlement built into the cliff. And it's not as big as, you know, Mesa Verde National Park, um, where you've got just amazing cliff dwellings. Or my favorite is Hoven Weep in um, southern Utah. We were talking about that when we were there too. But Montezuma's Castle was fascinating. It was just all these room complexes built into the cliff. Yeah, and I guess you said it was open to the public to visit until the 60s, was it? Yeah, they've got a whole display about they specifically built a diorama to show people what it was like inside because there were too many tours going up through the thousand year old mud brick structure. So now you just get to view it from below. But apparently until the sixties, yeah, you used to be able to actually go through it, which fascinating. can we build houses that last for a thousand years anymore? Curious. Well, I think (laughs) with 3d printing that they do for houses now where they have like the concrete 3d printers, Wow. I think that might be something that is a possibility, but I don't think it'll be as cool. What would be left of our civilization in a thousand years? I think um, our patio. Garbage. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But anyways, there are other cool places that also uh, had other types of structures. Like the the next one we went to was um, Tuzigoot National Monument. It's super easy to kind of pair all these things together. And it was totally yeah. different because that one was kind of, I don't know, would you call it in the middle of the plateau or? In the middle and um, surrounded by cacti, cacti. It was kind of in a lower valley though. So I can imagine it would be better for wind. and. Yeah, it was in the Verde Valley, which is also the whole wine region of Arizona. So you're right, that wasn't a valley. I'll have to go back. We will have to go back to do our wine tasting because Cottonwood looked like the coolest little town that we just yeah. drove through and didn't stop. But we, yeah, so we need to stop so we can actually do all the cool little towns and not just all the historic sites. Yeah. Because, yeah, Man. a lot to see in Arizona. There is. No. Yeah. Uh, but with that, because we made all these awesome stops, we got to the Grand Canyon after dark, um, which is fine because we got up early the next day. We did it at the site at the right time as well we were right on sunrise was that's what yeah both you have to do both because the shadows are changing the colors change it's magical so so for the sunrise because we did sunrise at the grand canyon two different days 
Did you like Yavapai Point, which was the first morning, the windy morning, or Maricopa Point better? Which did you think was gave you the better view, the better experience? Which would you pick? Well, they were both very different, I'll say. Yavapai, you're actually down in the canyon, and the wind is ripping through, <laughs> nuclear wind. And I was feeling it. It was really cool. It was literally cold cool but also just to watch the be in that's just a different perspective i guess is the long the long way to say what i'm trying to say the yeah. short way to, the short <laughs> way to say what you're trying to say you know it's yeah. totally a different perspective because i mean especially i think with our first morning that was the first that we'd even seen the canyon so we're kind of overwhelmed in general and yeah. then to have 20 degree wind blow up through your underpants really was exhilarating known I, I think we definitely need to go back during the summer so we could experience the other end of that because i mean we've done now you know i think the low that we hit was 21 degrees and then it got into the what mid 60s high 60s in the daytime from so like in the early morning to 70 mid 70s in the afternoon so oh, definitely that one? oh there you have it yeah the different the second view spot what did you call that one I maricopa point maricopa. maricopa was more a top of the canyon and there was a lot more people there yeah. because it wasn't quite so cold and windy um and that was outstanding you could see much more of looking down at that angle you could see more of the shadows and the colors i think yeah yeah and i think one of the things that made our first viewpoint the um, yavapai point so windy is because right there it's kind of like a funnel and so the wind just pulls through funnels through and then blasts you versus maricopa point where being up high like you're saying it's more of like looking out over the plane <laughs> and, i will say you got some wonderful photos at yavapai because you do look like you're standing on top of the world there so um definitely hit that for some great um photo shots yeah too. gosh nice. and photos. one of the other cool things about visiting in the winter time was that we actually got to drive on the the southern rim road all the way out to hermit's rest which in the summertime when it's super busy that's close to regular people and you oh, have a shuttle bus yeah no we went right up to it and it was very cool yeah it was, that was right. that was awesome and then um we also got a screaming deal on our hotel at the grand canyon which was lovely the yavapai lodge you know it was um i i, I guess I kind of describe it as like a renovated roadside motel kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It had kind of that, that smell a little bit, but <laughs> just to get the idea of what it's like, I think that's how some people know what I'm talking about, but um, it was perfect too, because you're not really there as long as the bed's comfortable and you feel safe and you've got a shower and toilet. I mean, you're going to be out in the Grand Canyon. Don't worry about your room too much. And the Yavapai, um, the lodge was lovely. All the servers, I think, is what really stood out to me. We went there two mornings in a row, especially because they had those gluten-free chocolate chip pancakes that I was so excited about. <laughs> and uh, that had the prickly pear syrup on top. Oh, my gosh. I'm still thinking about it. Can you tell? <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. And you really enjoyed those. So much food joy there. They have a really nice gift shop. They also have a take and go kind of spot where you can just grab your lunch for the day, put it in your backpack and just be gone from, from the property all day and out into that amazing park. It's really beautiful to drive around and stop at every single stop. Do it. Yeah. And I think the it. thing that surprised me about Grand Canyon National Park as an adult, because last time I was there, I was a little kid, is that I, even though 
we didn't have our kids with us. I know exactly how I would visit that park if the kids came with us next time. Like, there's lots of little hikes that you can do. There's some really intense hikes. You can kind of really pick and choose what sort of experience you want to have. And it's all beautiful. And there's lots of services all over the place. And yeah. super easy. One of the most user-friendly national parks I've been to. Definitely. And the different, we also stopped off at, I think, almost every one of the lodges to check out and take a photo or two or, you know, feel it out, walk around. Yeah. Almost all of them, I believe, had their own walking trail too, right? Yeah. yeah. Just stay right at the park. So if you're there with a grandparent or something that can't get out or doesn't want to really go crazy like a younger family does, yeah. they can all enjoy the park. A lot of accessibility. Mm-hmm. There was almost is an accessible part part of the walk or the hike too so i really enjoy that to see that too yeah it's almost set up kind of like disney world resorts are where if you stay at the right one you boom you're just like there in the action same thing with grand canyon lodges they're just boom step outside and there you are (laughs) yeah very impressed with the services and um the accessibility for sure yeah and then gosh once we were done there i feel like we crammed so much into six days or seven days however long we were there as per the use for yeah, us. As per the use, we we really know how to how to work an itinerary. Um, we stopped at gosh, Wapatki National Monument and saw more ancient dwellings. Um, that was the place that had the blowhole, the natural AC. Oh, right. Yeah, that was fascinating. So from the center of the earth or whatever wherever it comes from. Yeah, they built their their village space over that like shaft that just goes deep into the bowels of the earth where there's always cold air blowing and it's just this natural ac for the village amazing brilliant love that yeah and then gosh phoenix eh, phoenix wasn't thrilling because that was just for me that was my work trip and you got to enjoy you know the garden and do your spa stuff but um, yeah a nice pool on was it the fourth floor nice pool we stayed at the sheraton downtown which was delightful it was perfect in the middle of everything. Yep. We I gotta went- say, it's nice having business traveler hotels because they know that business travelers don't want to be traveling. And so they make it really pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. They had a nice gym. And then there were some great restaurants right in walking distance. So we didn't go far from the hotel and had a great restaurant and a cute bar. And then the rest- the restaurant in the hotel, too, was, was jam-packed. So even if oh, people don't the whole time. have fun there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it was nice to get out of Phoenix, though, because then we got to go and explore new places that neither of us had ever been. Um, We headed southwards and we hit Casa Grande National Monument, where we learned even more about the people that used to inhabit Arizona. What you read all everything there. What was it that made everybody disappear? Kind of the same things we are doing now, overpopulation and um, depleting their resources. Oh, that's right, because they ran out of water. Yeah, yep. Water is a tough one to run out of. You don't want to do that. Yeah, and that's a big hot topic in Arizona. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. The Columbia River is is. I mean, sorry, the Colorado River is um, looking different. Lake is it Lake Havasu at the end, or what's the lake at the end? Lake Havasu uh, or Lake Mead? What yeah, is- Lake Mead. I think they were showing the details of how it's a lot lower now. So yeah. yes, history um, repeats itself. It does. That's where you ran after the Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, so this is actually, 
one of the highlights for me of our entire explore of Arizona was getting to see roadrunners and coyotes, just like in Looney Tunes. And they really, there are coyotes just running around and roadrunners just running around, just meep meep everywhere they go. And we did not have bugs despite our efforts. We saw a rabbit. It just wasn't Bugs Bunny. It was a long-eared um, jackrabbit, though. That is what we were hoping to find. So it just means we've got to go back because we also need to see Gila yeah. monsters still. Those are going to, everyone let us know. But we have to make that note, too. Is everyone that we asked said, you're never going to see a roadrunner. You're never going to see a coyote. Exactly. Because you just have to work at it. <laughs> you have to get have out to there. You want it really bad. Want it? You have to think like a roadrunner. <laughs> yeah, which we did, and we went to the right places, and we saw plenty of them. We went to um, ah, Picacho State Park, and immediately we saw. Uh, wait, no, it wasn't Picacho State Park where we saw the roadrunner. It was Catalina State Park, and we asked the dude, the ranger. He's like, "Ah, yeah, yeah you're probably not going to see one." Boom! Less than two minutes later. Yeah. Um, we got pictures with Bruce, the big camera. Yeah. It's around he really gets the good shots too i love my enormous camera lens it has changed how i enjoy travel yeah and we've got so many more pictures of these wonderful creatures that really are a big part of our travels together actually we both get a lot of joy out of seeing nature succeeding and being happy and running around and it's true what they say about getting older how one day all of a sudden you get into bird watching it's completely <laughs> true and it's if you've got a really good camera lens, it really just, it makes it even more true because then you get super psyched when you see these interesting birds. And I love yep. it. Seeing better through the lens when you don't have your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, hey, remember where else we saw Roadrunner, where they said we want it, was in Saguaro National Park, which was yeah. awesome. What was your favorite thing about Saguaro National Park? Mm, just all the variety of cactuses, cacti. I just am fascinated by that plant. It's just not there to make friends. Every <laughs> cactus is so spiky. And it's kind of amazing that um, they are like that. I don't know. Something so, about how they are. <laughs> yeah. So Saguaro National Park was interesting. So it's kind of it's kind of like a couple other national parks where it's got kind of different units like there's the red hills side and then there is the tucson mountain side so it's split into two and they're not close together like it's what it took us like 45 minutes to go from one to the yeah. other yeah that was a little confusing but they were super different like one yeah. of them the the first one the the tucson mountain side that's where we started had a really amazing visitor center that was beautiful yeah that was very modern and yeah well and they both had um, a nice movie that you could just watch again for accessibility purposes. It's nice. And you can just get the idea of the place and then the curtain opens and there it is. I like that. So they do that at um, St. Helens too. Oh, I haven't done that in forever. Yeah. Okay. So you get a little history and you get, you know, the flora and fauna information and they're usually, the movies are like 10 to 15 minutes and when it's hot outside, they're usually in a AC theater. So that's nice too. Yeah. Oh God. Um, it gets really, really, really hot down there because Saguaro National Park is in Tucson. So think about being toasty in Arizona and double it. <laughs> yes. And I love that we were there for sunset. That was really beautiful. I know you got some great shots of the cactus at sunset. 
I got some amazing shots of cactus at sunset. And the, the trick of that, like if you're, if you're thinking, gosh, I want to go to this national park and do photography, the trick is really kind of getting down low so that you can really place those silhouettes of the just amazing cactus against the changing sky. And I really learned the hard way that you don't want to get too low. Yeah. Uh, because there really there are cactus everywhere, and sometimes you are so focused on the giant ones that you don't see all the little ones that um, stab you in the leg and go through your jacket and stab you in the back of the arm and in the shoulder and the hand. Oh, honey, yeah, you got you got kind of kind it, of hurt. It was oh, just thanks. like Wiley e. Coyote when he gets tested <laughs> by the Roadrunner. I could hear you from like. A mile away you were yelping like a little coyote out there <laughs> i was being so careful and it just it just i don't even know how i did it it was everywhere they're so spiky and sharp you can't you know like you try to because we're curious and we go what's that gonna feel like ouch that hurt both of us did it <laughs> yeah and i mean some of them it's so it's funny so we bought the the cactus guide and i was looking through it yesterday trying to pinpoint what it was that got stuck in me and there are so many different types of cactus with the tiniest, sharpest little spikes that I don't even know what I pulled out of my leg and what I pulled out of my arm. Like, all I know is it didn't have the hooks on the end. And there was barely any, but it was doesn't take much. And we were, we were curious. And I don't know if you looked it up. Did they put a little bit of poison or anything? In? I haven't looked that up. No. It felt like it was pretty irritated for a while. <laughs> you know, I'm allergic to everything, so I was probably just allergic to something touching my skin. That could be. There's that. <laughs> but no, that was I, I really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed our second half of that day at Suaro National Park because it is just doing that whole, you know, the scenic loop through the Red Hills district. It is just it was gorgeous. You just drive at like what, five miles an hour and watch the animals and we oh, we heard all those coyotes. Uh, and we saw coyote across the road and do his business in the middle of the road. That's the true. Yeah, we learned um, that coyotes poop like cats. Yeah, and they yeah they, he scratched the dirt on top of it. It was <laughs> hilarious, and he created this huge dust cloud, inspected his business, and then trotted off. <laughs> it was Wiley Coyote making an appearance. Ah, oh, good times. The park that we were at with the nice picnic shelters. Uh, oh, that was, was Casa that? Grande, Casa Grande that, National Monument. That's that a nice. That was a nice walk too. That was a, a what was it like a mile and a half, two miles, one way. I think you're thinking of something different than I'm thinking of. Where I would took the phone call and you. Um, oh, no, that, oh, that was that was Swaro National Park. That was on the Red Mountain side. We did the um, yeah, yeah that Valley was good. View, the Valley View Trail that just basically cuts through the middle of the park. Um, because it's such a, a small national park, as far as like what's accessible to people. Um, the trails aren't insane and they're totally doable if you are prepared. Yep, exactly. Water, more more water than you think you need. And also just a random thing. I had to take a phone call and I got service there. So if you're someone who's like working remotely and you still want to do hiking and take your call, maybe that's something to add to the podcast too is where there's good service. I know Chris probably always has that information too, but that was helpful because I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it since yeah. we were in the park. Well, it's interesting because also up at Grand Canyon National Park, there was strangely good service, which yeah. I didn't expect because that's so far from anything. But yeah, uh, yeah both parks, it's not like we want to encourage anybody to get no. nature and sit on your laptop, but absolutely. Strangely but 
have to, right? I know Chris does that a lot. So yeah. that might be to add into your information. I think people might appreciate is where you can get service in yeah. parks. Oh. Yeah. Well, so actually it's funny because um, our friends, you know, Tammy Lee and John, yeah. um, they run Tammy Lee Tips and Park Ranger John. One of the things that they're always really good about with um, articles on Park Ranger John, which is all about national parks, is how is the cell service and where yeah. you get Wi-Fi in a national park? Because that really has become a huge thing with people being more location independent yeah. and wanting to work out of remote places like that. Exactly. I think that's it. Hybridized work and play. I love it. Great way to work in a shout out for our friends. Hey, shout out. <laughs> uh, was there anything else about, oh, well, you know what? We have to save it for a different, a different episode because we only have a couple minutes left. But we are going to have to talk about Sedona because I think you're the right person to talk about Sedona. You oh, had yeah. an impression of it than I did. So we'll save that for another time that we can talk about our travels. Fun in Tucson, and we met a new friend in Tucson as well. Who did we meet in Tucson? Well, I guess she's she's new to me, Colleen. Oh, yes. And you know what? And Colleen is going to be, um, I think she's three episodes away from um, us chatting about some really wonderful photography um, stuff. And also she's got a book coming out that we're going to talk about too. Yeah, very cool. Her other books are absolutely beautiful. She's the real deal. She was the resident um, artist at Acadia National Park for four years. And her photos are not only beautiful, but they're moving and powerful and she's poetic in her description. So I'm just super giddy excited to make her as a new friend. <laughs> so stay tuned and watch for an episode or two coming up with um, Colleen Minyak in it because she's amazing. You're right. Good call. I think we kind of covered the basis of Arizona. I think what we need to do is we just need to, we need to allot ourselves like a two hour podcast episode. Would anyone listen to us talking and giggling for two hours? I kind of doubt it. I love you though, but I, I think I think I would listen. <laughs> oh, chuckles! Oh, chuckles is back. Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for including me. As always, I'm always down. I'm your go-to gal when it comes to travel. Give me a call. <laughs> be sure if you are just listening to us for the first time. Be sure you listen to our other episodes because Kelly and I record some of my favorite episodes because we have such wonderful adventures together so <laughs> check out the podcast roll of everything and we will talk at you later have a good day have a great day to lou two travel dads podcast is created by rob and chris taylor in saint augustine florida we'd love to answer your questions here on the podcast providing both our experience and stories to share our own insights into whatever you're wondering about visit two travel slash podcast dash episodes to leave your questions and to check out past episodes and show notes don't forget to hit that subscribe button and have an awesome day